0: hello and welcome to natasha explains it all today's episode is going to be another book report episode where i talk about a book that i've read recently that i really enjoyed and wanted to share with others today's episode is going to be the first time i cover a foreign book and at this point unfortunately this book has not been translated yet into english But since my podcast focuses so much on both U.S. and Brazilian topics, I thought it was fair to uh, bring up a Brazilian book that is currently only available in Portuguese because there may be listeners who are either native Portuguese speakers or are learning Portuguese and might be interested in reading this book as a result. So today's book report is on a book called Pequena Coreografia do Adeus, by a Brazilian author named Alini Bey. Um, she's about my age. And the perhaps that is another reason why I identified with this book. And Pequena Coreografia do adeus translates literally into the little choreography of goodbye. And this is Alini's second book. And this was my first introduction to her as an author. And I bought her book at a bookstore in Fortaleza in Brazil, and a very common thing in Brazilian bookstores is that books come shrink wrapped. This isn't applicable to all books um so it's not a it's not a universal rule, but it is fairly common to see books sold shrink wrapped, so you don't really get a chance to. Uh, you know, flip through the pages and get a sense of what the book is like prior to buying it. Sometimes with bookstores, they'll have multiple copies that are shrink-wrapped and then they'll have one copy that is not shrink-wrapped so you can leave through. That wasn't the case with this particular book. And so I I mentioned that, one, just to bring up this cultural component that it's a very rare thing to see in the United States. You don't go to bookstores and and see books that are shrink-wrapped much more common practice in Brazil, you know, to preserve the quality of the book. Um, but also because I was surprised once I opened the book to realize that the structure of this book is written is written like an epic poem, even though I'm not sure I haven't listened to any interviews with the author to know if she would consider it. Um within that genre, but it is written as a long form poem. And to me it felt like an epic poem because it is the length of a book and tells this, you know, tells the story um, throughout the course of these various untitled poetic sections. And it's quite beautiful. I really enjoyed this book. And the little <clears throat> the little choreography of goodbye Is centered around the story of a young girl whose parents separate and each of her parents um, continue to be marked by by that separation and obviously her as the daughter navigating this is also marked by that and she suffers abuse as a result and the the book just focuses on what her relationship to her parents as well as to herself and the um, uh, to the outside world are as a result of this separation and I think that Alini does a really beautiful job of describing how of how that separation <clears throat> is never-ending And of course there is a moment in time where, you know, in this particular case, right, the the marriage is over. Um, Her family of three is now longer one unit. She lives primarily with her mom and then goes to see her dad on Sundays. And so there is a definitive point in time where that family unit is no longer configured in the way, um, um, that it used to be. and and yet, at the same time, the consequence of that of that break continues to iterate throughout the course of her life, in these various ways. And I don't want to say too much about how those how it manifests in that way <clears throat> um, to not have any spoilers. But it's something I can certainly relate to um, as well from my own personal experience um, of having parents who separated when I was young. And I think that Alini does a very good job of having it be such that the book isn't a book of blame. It is a book of telling just the reality of what happens and how it continues to be a choreography um, for the remainder of all of the party's lives as your relationship to each other uh, evolves and changes with time. And And for some people in some situations, they stay stuck in that initial break and how their positioning then creates additional tension because the other people have moved on or have or are trying to right trying to move away from from the, from this initial focal point to be able to grow into something else. And that's something that Alini struggles with you know to be able to define herself by something else. And so she talks about, well, I'm saying Alini, but the the narrator of this of this of this fictional book, you know, talks about leaving the house and getting her own job for the first time, and the freedom that that gives her, and the creation of a space to define herself that isn't based on this um, this endless series of goodbyes, right? Within her, within her family, the one goodbye that continues through the course of her life, and then the continuous smaller goodbyes of you know, saying goodbye to her mom and saying goodbye to her dad as they as she goes to visit each of them. And I mentioned before that this book is written in the style of an epic poem or a long form poem. And <clears throat> one of the things that additionally makes it unique is that Anini also plays around with uh, font size and font structure. And this is something I've been noticing more and more in books that I've been reading. And it reminded me in particular of another book that I read recently that was quite fabulous called Maps of our Spectacular Bodies by Maddie Mortimer. Uh, Maddie Mortimer is a British author, and again, her book is called Maps of our Spectacular Bodies. And that is a book that is that that chronicles the journey of her family it's a fictional account but in that book of um chronicling the process of her family dealing with the grief um, of her mother's um, death and in maps of our spectacular bodies maddie mortimer plays heavily with font font size um Font, n- not coloring, but bolding and italicizing, and even just the positioning of the words and letters on the page is incredibly unique. I hadn't seen a book like that before. And yet, now reading go- coreora, Pequena Choreografia do Adeus from a completely unrelated author, Alini Bay from Brazil, it was reminiscent of that and i love this um i guess increasingly accepted and common trend to you know break the mold of a traditional paragraph structure and traditional page layout structure to be able to use the placement of the words and uh font size and other things to be able to communicate what you want to like it's creating these various additional layers of communication and meaning to provide a concrete example in this book choreografia, pequena choreografia do adeus one of the one of the uh, traits of the book that alini uses is that she will put in a smaller font from the main font something that for the reader can be understood to either be something that the narrator is whispering to herself or is an internal thought of the narrator. And so rather than, you know, bracketing or, you know, putting that language into quotes and then having some explanatory phrase that's like, you know, she whispered, comma, open quotes, blah, 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 close quotes. Instead, it'll just have whatever it is that she has said in a smaller font and sometimes within parentheses. I know that was super nerdy, but I'm fascinated by that. And I think it's also hard to visualize as I'm just explaining it rather than, you know, you being able to see it for yourself. But I think it's beautiful. And I think it's, I, you know, I've I've been working on my own book for a while and I'm continuing to talk about it as a way of, of, of self accountability and I'm inspired by this model um, of now these couple of books. There there are more books. Now, as I was mentioning, this is a trend I'm seeing. Those are just a couple of examples, both Pequena Coreografia do adeus by Alini Bai and Maps of Our Spectacular Bodies by Maddie Mortimer that um, that come to mind in terms of this experimentation with layout and form and using that not just for the sake of experimentation but it actually translates different meaning you know as i'm reading this book and i see the smaller font it's almost like it provokes this physical sensation for you to also make yourself smaller like you're sitting there reading the book and then you read the smaller words and it's almost like i have this involuntary reaction to kind of curl in my you know my shoulders and get smaller myself as i'm digesting what is meant to be whispered or what is meant to be an internal thought. And I think it's it's brilliant. And it's something that I am keeping in mind as I'm, you know, trying to work on um, on, uh, on my own writing to not just use the words themselves, but the actual format of the words to convey meaning and you know for my job I do a lot of writing and it's funny that the the format of the writing matters a lot and it is to enhance communication or clarity of communication to whoever my audience is which is typically a court and each court has its own rules about format and layout and sometimes there are even rules regarding what fonts you can use there are often rules about what um, size font you can use um you know a lot of courts will require 12 point font but there are other courts that require 14 point font for example um and spacing requirements and things like that and so it It's it just interesting, it just caused reflection to me about the fact that my professional writing, legal writing, um, has also uses format and structure as a mechanism for conveying meaning, more so to 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 make it easy on the audience to be able to digest the information, um, and yet how that can translate as well into the literary space to be able to communicate meaning. And in legal writing, you know, it's, it's quite rare for you to be able to even use our basic tools of emphasis or, dis- or distinguishing such as italics or bolding or underlining to be able to emphasize certain words or phrases. Um, and th- that's certainly something that I've done. And, but it, it is still limited and you have to use it quite sparingly, right? Because then it loses, then it loses the point. And being able to emphasize something if everything is emphasized. Anyway, this is getting very nerdy. But I think that Pequena Coreografia do Adeus is a beautiful book. It is quite painful book. Um, It is a story about family and it is a story about loss. And it is a story about finding happiness in a different configuration of not only yourself but of your family and told in, in a really unique way um, in an ongoing poem format that you don't necessarily feel like you're reading a poem and yet that because there is this break in the structure and it's not traditional paragraphs and there is a lot of space both in terms of physical white space on the page but also in terms of just filling in the details of what is going on, it creates this very different emotional reaction. And I think it's quite, I think it's quite beautiful. And I'm quite impressed and in quite inspired um, by this novel and how it is able to transmit human emotions with, um, with less. So um, I'm quite grateful for that. And I hope that it will eventually be translated into English, though that is, I mean, poetry is translated all the time. So I know that this is not impossible, but I do think that that adds an additional element of challenge of how you would translate that. Because, again, the actual layout and formatting are part of the message that's being conveyed. And as we know, right, the length of words, the flow of words is different from language to language. So how do, you, how, how do you maintain fidelity to the original meaning and conveyance of something that is so based on layout and formatting when you're changing it into a different language that, you know, you don't control the, the, the number of syllables or letters that are in, you know, the corresponding word. In another language, I'm um, not. I'm not a. I'm not a uh, I do some voluntary translation work, but I'm not a professional translator. And I'm sure there's lots of literature out there about about this and the unique challenge that that presents to be able to, yeah, faithfully convey meaning through translation. Anyway, this is a lot of random thoughts, but that is today's book report: Pequena Coreografia do Adeus by Aline Bay, Brazilian author. Um, I recommend it and I will speak with you next time. Thanks so much for listening.